From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, November 8th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Chinese-born artist and human rights activist Ai Weiwei says he is not sure that art can bring about social change. But it's worth trying and because it's hard, so you have to try. And because it's impossible, you have to keep trying. An expansive exhibition of his work at the Kemper Art Museum in St. Louis is now being viewed. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin talks with the internationally renowned artist about his approach in just a few minutes. First, the news. Professional sports leagues want their cut of the action if Missouri legalizes sports betting. That is the message from a lobbyist for Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, and professional golfers during yesterday's Missouri House hearing. St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue has more on how the state is trying to figure out the sports gambling landscape. Jeremy Kudon says sports betting operators should be required to buy data sold exclusively by MLB, the NBA, and other professional sports leagues. He also told lawmakers that leagues should get paid royalties for bets made on their games. But the casinos hoping to operate sports betting in Missouri have balked at these suggestions. And during Thursday's hearing, Kudon was ready with a response to their complaints. You can't have sports betting without our sports, but you certainly can have sports betting without a casino. Lawmakers on the gambling committee say professional sports might get some of what they want, but not everything, if sports betting is legalized. I'm Julie O'Donohue, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis County has $12.5 million worth of insurance to pay the nearly $20 million jury verdict awarded to a gay police officer. Sergeant Keith Wildhaber won a workplace discrimination lawsuit against the department two weeks ago. But legal experts and county officials say Wildhaber will likely receive far less than the almost $20 million. The county council's presiding officer, Ernie Trakis, has, quote, zero concerns the county's two insurance policies will not cover the bill. He says a judge will at least cut the verdict award in half. A retired judge from Columbia has determined defense attorneys who represented then-Governor Eric Greitens in his criminal cases last year did not threaten St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. Michael Bradley was appointed in July as a special prosecutor to investigate Gardner's claims. He finds remarks from the defense team to Gardner were not made with the intent to harass or influence her. Gardner was forced to drop the invasion of privacy case against Greitens after an investigator she hired refused to answer questions about his conduct. Two St. Louis public schools have opened many food markets to provide free groceries to families. Yateman Liddell Middle and Ashland Elementary have partnered with nonprofits to set up the markets. Ashland Principal Paula Bodie says 50 families have used the market in the first two weeks, including a mother who received more than anticipated. You know, it was Friday, it was late, and the store had closed, but she was like, Dr. Bodie, could I just get something for the weekend? And I told her, not just get something, get what you need because it's here for that reason. And so she took about four bags away. Bodie says she hopes the market will reduce student turnover at the school by enabling families to stay in the community. More stories are on our website, stlpublicradio.org. When does a mirror selfie become high art? For artist and political activist Ai Weiwei, it happened when he 
photographed himself inside an elevator as Chinese authorities arrested him. The police prevented him from testifying in the trial of a fellow activist. That selfie is part of an exhibition at the Kemper Art Museum in St. Louis. The work ranges from delicate ceramics to a pile of rubble. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the show reflects the artist's desire to honor the past while shaping it into something new. As an outspoken social critic in a repressive society, Ai Weiwei had been harassed for years by the Chinese government before he was permitted to emigrate to Berlin in 2015. When he was beaten and imprisoned or released or put under house arrest, it was news around the world. Human rights activist Ai Weiwei. He was arrested yesterday before boarding a flight to Hong Kong. This is Ai Weiwei tonight, freed by the Chinese authorities after two and a half months. This is uh, his studio, it's his home. And it's also effectively his prison. He's not allowed to leave. He's a social media savvy artist of the present moment. Walk through the exhibition at the Kemper and you'll see repurposed tear gas canisters that were used on refugees trying to enter Macedonia in 2016. And a wall covered with letters from Chinese officials in which they refused to release information about people killed in the 2008 Sichuan earthquake. But it's clear from this show that he is deeply interested in the historical past and its relationship with the present. Gradually, I understand we don't have future if we don't understand the past. So it's like a tree won't stand on the bare ground, you know, just it's not possible. You have to deeply root it, then you can grow. Dominating one gallery is a collection of wooden pillars from ancient Chinese temples that had been demolished and discarded amid China's building boom. Some of them appear to pierce through antique tables. Art history professor Bradley Bailey of St. Louis University says there's a tension in Ai Weiwei's work between preserving the past and reshaping it to fit the future. The act of archaeology is a destructive act. In order to discover, you have to destroy. It's a necessary thing. Could we say the same of art? You see this process in action in a piece with a very straightforward title, Dropping a Han Dynasty Urn. It's based on three photographs, showing him holding the urn, dropping it, then standing above its shattered fragments. In the piece of the Kemper, the original photographs have been painstakingly recreated with Lego pieces. Another work is made from rubble the Chinese government left behind after demolishing his studio. It's piled within an ornate, antique wooden bed frame. In a public Q&A at Washington University's 560 Music Center, the artist said he rejected the past as a younger man. But a trip to an antiques market where he bought those wooden columns sparked his curiosity. I'm so enriched by, by that, and, uh, but by really understanding it as to how to think the past can work for today. You know, how, how you connect it. The communist revolution, he said, caused a rupture with China's history, an imbalance in the relationship between past and present. In my society, the revolution basically wiped out the whole traditions. So what we see is really disconnected. There's a sense of historical motion throughout the show. Photos of buildings being built and others getting destroyed. A huge mural depicts refugee displacement and resettlement as an ever-repeating pattern. In art and life, it's the process, perhaps, and not a fixed destination that interests Ai Weiwei. At a press conference at the Kemper, someone asks if he thinks art can bring about social justice. Um, 
I don't really think so, but uh, but it's worth trying. And because it's hard, so you have to try. And uh, because it's impossible, you have to keep trying. Ai Weiwei says the role of the artist is to speak the truth and to try to build a future that doesn't forget the past. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.